You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into the Locked On Irish Podcast, your daily Notre Dame Athletics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode, we have to provide an update that the Notre Dame-Clemson game that we were all excited for, that game has been postponed. So we're just going to talk about that very briefly, filling you in on that information. We will then discuss promotions within the coaching staff and then wrapping up with a former player who retired, who's coming back and entering the transfer portal to leave Notre Dame. Before we get into that, folks, I am Joe DeLeon a former college long snapper from the University of Rhode Island, joined by Ryan Roberts, who is the director of scouting at NFL Draft Bible. So, Ryan, we, we ended up going a pretty good chunk of time without having to deal with a postponement. Like, if I, if I can think off the top of my head, and I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the last postponement we've dealt with was the Georgia Tech game. And I was all excited, and I was talking about on the... The, uh, the recap show for Monday about how important this Clemson game is. Because if they come out and they play them close enough and maybe win a close game, a Clemson team that's surging, that then moves Notre Dame from 10 where they are now to possibly all the way up to 8. And now they don't get to play this game. They have to wait all the way until Saturday uh, until they play Syracuse. So it's worth noting, though, Ryan, this is not on Notre Dame's end. This is on Clemson's end on a, another positive for their program so that was why they had to shut it down and and hit the postponement button and I'm knocking on wood before I say this Ryan but it is at least good to see that Notre Dame has yet to be the team that has been the reason for the postponement they have not had their own internal issues all of the games that have gotten messed up have been directly because of opposing teams not handling their situations properly right Right. I, I think, I mean, Joe, I, I could be speculating here. I think Clemson just didn't want any of the smoke, you know? Like, they're, you know, they're <laughs> probably straight with. Yeah, that's definitely it. They were scared of uh, the last time they played them in football. <laughs> I, dude, pandemic, or they're just scared of them, you know? Like, what's what's the more reasonable outcome here? I, w- I will say, though, you know, all joking aside, that is the one positive that we're going to take out of the situation because it's kind of hard to be positive when, when, when a game's postponed. We had, especially early on in the season, I, I mean, what was it like four of the first five games were moved or something like that? Uh, that sounds a crazy. little too high, but it's pretty yeah. close. We were dealing with yeah. a lot of movement. Heck, the Howard game got canceled. That one's straight up mm-hmm. not being played. Howard shut down their season. So it was a right. lot of moving pieces that first few months. And then it started to slow down to a point where it was pretty clear. Like That's why I was yeah. so shocked by this is that we went so long without having any issues. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense that the beginning of the season would be a little rocky, right? Like you're still figuring out, you're still mastering your protocols, you're still figuring out, you know, the uh, the travel schedules and what's the best ideas for each individual team. That's what made it so difficult, especially early on. It's like there's only so much that you can control, but you're also playing another team, right? Like you're going to different facilities, you're go- you're you're traveling. Like there's some things that just aren't in your control. Luckily for Notre Dame, again, the only positive here, and you you hit it nail on the head. Notre Dame seems to have been doing everything right. They, they are not, um, you know, uh, they're obviously not breaking protocols because they haven't had any cancellations on their end. Unfortunately, they are, you know, being, I don't want to say punished because it's not Clemson's fault, I'm sure. I'm sure it was just, you know, some mm. circumstance. But Well, we don't know that for I sure. Mean, it could have, 
Right. It either could have been an inadvertent exposure or it could have been a bench player who decided he wanted to go out for drinks or wanted to go hang out at a girl's dorm and ended up catching it. Like, it's as simple as that. And there's a lot of there, there's some dudes I've talked to on, on football programs, and I found out that is very common right now on uh, some FCS football programs, and it's probably happened on the FBS ones too. So you, you can't say it's inadvertent because it's 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 either way. Someone did something stupid and right. messed up, or it was completely accidental and they had no control over it. Now you're right. You're right. I just don't want to speculate in case it was just True. something that was not you know something that they did that was inadvertently you know breaking the protocol. So, unfortunately, though, and we're, we're getting back to the Notre Dame side, they're being, I guess I'll call it punished then because we don't know what this, the speculation really is, what the real story is. So I'm going to say that Notre Dame is being punished even though they are doing everything correctly. But, you know, when you look at it, they have done everything up to this point to preserve the season, to get this season all the way out. And it's nice that, you know, we did hit that nice stretch there in the middle of this season where – we didn't have to talk about cancellations and people breaking protocol. Like everybody was, you know, playing basketball games. Or I mean, from a national perspective, I, I haven't seen too many postponements or cancellations over the last you know few weeks. So it's nice to see that college basketball maybe is figuring out a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, we won't be able to see Notre Dame now for a couple of days. But you know, they're still riding a little bit of a hot streak. We need to go now into the Syracuse game on Saturday with a little bit of momentum that we have been having. Hopefully, you'll know, get a couple of practices in, able to preserve a little bit of the momentum because they are playing good basketball. And we need to continue as we make this uh, this big push towards ACC conference play. Yeah, and this is just very poorly timed overall, and they can't control the circumstances. They can, however, control their own circumstances, and I'm willing to bet that is been the message continuously echoed by Mike Bray of, all right, if these other teams aren't going to hold down their own ships, we need to continue to hold ours down because we've had such poor luck of all the teams that we've played having to cancel. We can't then put ourselves in a effed up situation by then knocking ourselves out of our own schedule. And hopefully this game does get played soon. I'm not too turned off by the change in the schedule in the sense of who they now play next because mm-hmm. they go from playing a surging Clemson team to a, like an average to above average Syracuse team. So it's not a major drop-off in opponent, but if anything, uh, Ryan, I, I do think that this is an easier opponent that they're now playing next. They get some time to get their feet back underneath them because they had a, a, a ton of games last week. They played three games in a six game span. It was just game, 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 game. It was as And before that, they were playing a ton of games too, the week before that. So hopefully this, a period of time can be used to their advantage, relax, get their feet underneath them and then play their upcoming game against Syracuse on Saturday. Yeah. Hopefully it's a blessing in disguise when we look back on it, right? Like they got, they got a little extra rest heading into a, like you said, like Clemson on paper and to the eye so far, it looks like a better basketball team this year than Syracuse is. At the moment, anyway, we'll see how they finish down the stretch. But hopefully it is just an unfortunate circumstance that does favor Notre Dame in some extent, you know, able to preserve the body a little bit more for this late season stretch, able to rest a little bit, maybe just get a couple practices in, and then you continue that momentum against the Syracuse team. That's what we're hoping for. That's what I know Notre Dame basketball is hoping for. Because there were some stretches, obviously, early on. Notre Dame basketball wasn't looking too great, but we are hitting a little bit of a Good little stretch here after, you know, the Duke victory and uh, the past game as well against uh, Miami. So 
hopefully they're able to maintain this and preserve their bodies a little bit. And hopefully when we look back at this, this actually was a benefactor for Notre Dame. Coming up, we are going to cover an underrated, sorry, two underrated promotions within the coaching staff. Before we get to that, though, Ryan, can you talk to our listeners about Rock Auto? There's no bigger pain in the butt than making auto repairs sometimes. If you know that you go to these chain stores, they all have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com, on the other hand, their prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will dictate, kind of like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com today to shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available to your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on, all capital locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we were the ones that sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. So, Ryan, we end up having this inadvertent news headline pop up right as we're getting ready to record, and it's a pretty good one. It's an interesting one. So we find out that uh, per 247 Sports and um, our, our friends over at Irish Illustrated, Tom Loyo is the one who wrote the article, Brian Polian, who is the special teams coordinator, who is a fantastic special teams coordinator, has been promoted to associate head coach, and then Mike Elston, who has been a, a very active recruiter, a very good recruiter, and a name that was previously rumored as maybe being one of the candidates for this defensive coordinator job, ends up going to Mike Elston instead, or sorry, ends up going to Marcus Freeman instead, but Mike Elston does get his own promotion as he is now going to be the recruiting coordinator and run game coordinator. So I want to break these down individually. I don't want to just talk about them all completely at once. So first, let's hit on Brian Pullian, and you indicated to me before the show, Ryan, that he has experience as a head coach. So this move makes a lot of sense to become the associate head coach. And honestly, I think it always makes a lot of sense as a special teams coordinator to be this guy. Yeah, and, and Brian Polian, so he was at Notre Dame, then he took the head coaching job at uh, University of Nevada from Reno. So he has experience, coached there for four years as a head coach, and I mean, Brian Pullian, honestly, since he came back to Notre Dame, has been vital to this team's success. Special teams, I feel like, has pretty much always been very solid. But also what he does really well and why you want to preserve a guy like Brian Pullian, he, uh, he has been on every level of a coaching staff. He understands every perspective, and he's a great recruiter. 
So locking him in to this promotion is just for me, them saying, Brian, we need to keep you around. So whatever we need to do and continue to make you move you up the ladder and, as with your new job titles, like we want to preserve you as long as we can because he's done an exceptional job. And Notre Dame, he has head coaching experience. He's been an assistant for a long time. He knows every layer of a coaching staff. So him being promoted to associate head coach did not surprise me at all. I think it made a lot of sense. I'm surprised maybe it didn't happen a year or two before this, to be honest, because I think that he is that vital to this coaching staff. And the biggest part about being up top, being Brian Kelly and being a head coach, is understanding who's underneath of you and understanding every role that they that they are going to facilitate, how, they, how you manage those personalities. This is another way to make sure that you are having every part working together. And Brian Polian has been a guy that has been a head coach that understands how all the cogs in the machine have to work. So having an extra guy like that attached to Brian Kelly's hip with the experience that he has, I think is a huge a huge promotion for Brian Polian, but also a huge resource for Brian Kelly and Notre Dame. And honestly, for you know for this year, I really do believe. I think I said Bill Polian earlier. By the way, it's Brian Polian. <laughs> I just realized. What did I, I know? I think uh, I said Bill Polian. Bill Polian, the legend. Bill Polian. Apparently, we hired we, we hired Bill Polian. <laughs> yes, could you imagine? Could Polian. you imagine that? Uh, no, but I really do believe that using a special teams coordinator in this role is really beneficial because sometimes, and it's not like good and bad coaches do the either or it's just, if you're an offensive or a defensive coordinator, it's very easy to be super ingrained on your guys and the guys that you're coaching every day and not really being connected with those on the opposite end of the football. So if you're a defensive coordinator, you might be so invested in your defense and even your position group that you don't really get to know those offensive guys personally on a deeper level. You'll obviously communicate with them and be in touch with them because you're there in the building with them every day, but the relationship is very di different. When you're a special teams coordinator, though, you're working with everybody. You, you work with the offensive linemen during PAT field goal. You work with the defensive linemen on field goal block. You have every position under the sun running down on kickoff, blocking on kickoff return, uh, covering punts, blocking for punt. You're even working with the specialists too very closely because that's what your primary job is, is to make sure that those guys are performing and putting them in the best situations to perform well. So as a special teams coordinator, you inherently have an advantage now to be have uh, have relationships established with every single guy on the team. And, and I think it's a lot easier to fall in line and listen to a guy like that that maybe isn't directly impacting what's being called on defense or offense, but is just good at managing the personalities all over the, the, the roster on this team. And the case for Mike Elston, I think that this is a fantastic move, and you were the first to say it before I even went any further in it, uh, that he is now going to be the recruiting coordinator. I think the run game coordinator thing, that is kind of nuts and bolts. We don't really need to worry too much about that. I, you know, like that, that's nice that he is, but the recruiting coordinator thing makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it absolutely does. And I mean, he's a defensive line coach. So like the run game coordinator, fine, that's cool. You know, whatever it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's not a big deal. We talked about having the, the, um, the consistency in the coaching staff, having people that have been there before for Coach uh, Coach Freeman coming in. Mike Ellison is a valuable resource to them. And like you said, the biggest impact, absolutely, without a doubt in my mind, 
is Mike Elson is, is revered as maybe the most dynamic recruiter on the Notre Dame coaching staff. So having him uh, in that role now to really even take a bigger ownership of recruiting, I think is huge. And let's not mistake this, Joe. I think this is another layer that we didn't even talk about before the show. Mike Elston was a guy this offseason that was rumored like, hey, he might be the next defensive coordinator. Well, he didn't get it. And then people were talking, well, is Mike Elston going to go take a different opportunity? Maybe there's a coordinator job out there that he would rather have. Being able to lock in Mike Elston and give him this higher role and continue to move him up the ladder, kind of like we, what we said with Brian Polian, like, I think that that's vital and that's that's a big thing for Notre Dame. And I think that it's a calculated move because I think they do understand that Mike Elston could coach in other schools and potentially be a defensive coordinator. What's the best way to keep him in-house? Make him keep moving him up the ladder also because I think that there is some, there was probably some whispers in Brian Kelly's ear that like, hey, people might be interested in Mike, they, you know, as a defensive coordinator. I think Purdue was one school that I heard that may have been interested in him as a defensive coordinator. Now having this ability to keep him in house and to keep him, you know, engaged in what he's doing and feel how and continue to make him an even bigger part of this organization, I think is huge to not only accentuate his strengths as a recruiter and as a run game coordinator, but also make sure that he's still in the building because there is a lot of talk. And I, I mean, honestly, I was nervous for a couple of weeks that maybe Elston would be gone because he's done an absolutely incredible job as a defensive line coach. And for anybody, and I know that. I don't think a lot of people are thinking this, but there definitely are going to be people out here thinking this because of how much we talk up Marcus Freeman that they might be saying, oh, why, why wouldn't you promote Marcus Freeman to recruiting coordinator? Well, he's got enough on his plate. He's the defensive coordinator. Right. You very rarely will have an offensive or a defensive coordinator serve as the director of recruiting. It's just too much to put on somebody's plate. There have, he's got a trans, transitional period for him. Too. Right. Like, he's, yeah, he's just <laughs> getting here. So for anybody who's thinking that, understand the circumstance and also understand Mike Elston is the, probably the, the second best, not that far off from Marcus Freeman recruiter on this staff. And heck, some might argue that he's just as good as Marcus Freeman. He's bagged some really big recruits. So this is a fantastic move. This is somebody that I 1000% trust. And I think that it is that both of these moves are perfect adjustments to the current shakeup in the, in the coaching staff. And ultimately provides me with some pretty good confidence heading into the spring uh, and eventually into the 2021 season. Coming up, we're going to talk about David Adams, former Notre Dame linebacker who retired and is now coming back, but he is going to be transferring. Before we get to that, though, folks, I want to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. MLB is getting close as well. Heck, BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% Welcome bonus. And to do that, use code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft. We're that we're not even at the NFL draft yet, folks, and we're talking about the NBA draft by subscribing to Chad Forbes. NBA 
sorry, Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first big board of the year, out with profiles on Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Forbes' NBA Big Board Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You know what I always wonder about? Because, Ryan, you and I are both NFL draft guys. You're an evaluator. I'm just obsessed with it. Have you ever, like, looked into what people do for NBA scouting reports and stuff like that? I feel like it's such a different animal. No, I mean, I've looked like at, like, Forbes Big Board and stuff. I actually have looked at just, like, breakdowns and stuff. I, I mean, I honestly don't understand it. Like, me and my buddies, <laughs> I, like, my, my, my one buddy's, like, a big NBA draft guy or whatever. Like, he's not, like, a scout or anything, but, like, he'll he'll be like, oh, did you, what do you think of this guy? And I'm just like, sure. Shoot, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's totally different. It's, 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 I don't know, I just, I always think of that sometimes, and it's just funny that we're already talking about, uh, we're talking about the next NBA draft when the last one just happened and we're not even at the NFL draft yet but uh, let's get back to football though David Adams a former four-star linebacker recruit this is being reported on by Tom Loy of Irish Illustrated Uh, again our, our friend Tom Loy and so apparently David Adams who retired back in 2018 due to surgeries and concussions a lot of injury problems stopped playing football and then he is now deciding that he's going to come back. He's been greenlighted. He is going to try and play for a period of time now that he's finished up with his Notre Dame degree. But it is not going to be at Notre Dame. And I just want to bring this up because I felt that it's kind of like a heartwarming story to see a guy who went through some adversity, was previously very highly regarded coming to Notre Dame, didn't really get to play because of those injuries and had to shut it down. Now he's going to get to come back. And it was kind of funny when I pitched this to you and I said that we were going to talk about it or we could talk about it you're like wait I thought he retired and so like we looked into it and read it a little bit uh and 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 got a little bit more behind it but uh it's just interesting to see that that he is going to be he's going to have the opportunity to play again and you were telling me how much of a monster he was when he was coming here I mean, make no mistake about it. David Adams coming out of Central Catholic in Pittsburgh was a monster man like he played with Kurt Heinisch in high school on the same graduating year actually and uh, I mean, I think anybody that says that they would be more they were more excited about Kurt Heinisch coming to Notre Dame than David Adams is an absolute liar. He was a four star kid. He was I mean, he's not a big dude. He was like, I think listed at like six foot two thirty probably. But my guy got downhill in a hurry. He was super physical, d- decent athlete, not the greatest athlete in the world. But for me, like I had high expectations of David Adams because he was one of those guys that just had such a great understanding of sp- uh, spatial awareness and just where to be on the football field. His mental acumen was outstanding as a football player. So I was really excited. And then he was a guy that I think it was his redshirt freshman year going into his redshirt freshman year. He had those recurring issues with concussions. So it was a while ago now, maybe redshirt sophomore year, but still it was, it was a while ago. And then he had to retire. And, and when this got brought up, I mean, that was my first instinct. Like you said, Joe was like, was he retired? Like, right. And I, I don't understand it too. Cause like, I mean, honestly, like you can recover from injuries, but like, multiple concussions recurring issues with concussions like that's not usually something that like just gets better like that's like a long-term issue you know what i mean so it was a little bit of a strange story i will say i'm excited for david because if he's healthy and he's ready to go that kid can play football on any level for multiple teams and he could help a team he reminds me just like of an iowa hawkeye you know like i, I don't know if I, that's I, I don't even know if that's possible maybe a pittsburgh panther like i don't know he just reminds me of Josie Jewell. Like, that's who he is, you know? <laughs> he's just 
so physical, not the greatest athlete in the world, but that kid could absolutely play football on the college level, on any level, Big Ten, Big 12. Like He could, he could have played at Notre Dame. He obviously was, was going to play at Notre Dame. So I'm very happy for David Adams. I'm sending him the best wishes because I was a huge fan of him as a recruit coming out of Central Catholic. Um, you know, and the expectations were very high for him. So very happy for him to be back. And I'm excited to see where he lands and where he finally gets his opportunity to play college football. And he had a lot of really big offers when he was coming out too. And he chose to come to Notre Dame. And maybe now because he's going to be a little bit rusty and he's going to be coming off of these injuries and getting back into it. Maybe he doesn't end up with a big offer. Maybe it's a small FBS program, like a, a group of five program, or heck, maybe a big FCS program reaches out to him and he takes up that opportunity. I think that might make a little bit more sense for him trying to get back into it. Uh, but overall, fantastic to see. It's it's great to see some positive things like this to for a guy who's been through so much adversity to now have the opportunity to continue and and um, restart his football career. So wishing David Adams the best of luck going forward. Folks, that's going to be it from us. Stay tuned later in the week. We should have another crossover episode with, uh, with Tyler Aki of Locked On Syracuse at the end of the week. I will confirm on the next episode, but it's looking like on Friday we will be doing that. Uh, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date and don't miss out on that crossover episode. episode. Leave us a five-star review if you like listening. Give us a follow on social media at Locked On Irish, at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft. Additionally, if you're looking for something else to tune into, check out Chad Forbes' Big Board. And then lastly, um, check out Locked On Today. We'll talk to you tomorrow, folks. Enjoy the rest of your day.